You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Nick Sperry. And I'm Andrew Kuba. And I'm Andrew Lippins. This week we are joined live by our subscribers for this uh, live recording here. Uh, for episode 8, the end of the year finale, super excited to get into a lot that we have on the docket. Today, we're going to wrap up a successful year for 312 Squadron. We talk packs and the man who cannot be stopped, Duncan Howard. We talk about X-Wing gifts we hope to see under the quote-unquote tree this holiday season and more. So, guys, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. It's been fun uh, getting closer to the holiday season. Feels like December is flying by already. Yeah, it's it's going to it come and goes very quickly. Uh, I I almost forgot that PAX was happening this past weekend. And uh, there were a bunch of people there that I knew and a few that did really, really well, Uh, specifically Andrew Block. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Andrew, who made top table, final table. Yeah. And finished number two overall, I think, losing only on a direct hit. I think that was the. It's always always that like that last uh <laughs> that last shot man that like second place can be one of the loneliest places but it's it's a testament just to andrew's playing ability that he even got there in the first place and that's so wonderful to see also another andrew and x-wing we're always happy to see it for the uh the andrew bowl yeah, so i feel like be... a fraud being a nick in this trio here there's two number me two to one you're, well you're i got I'm a fraudulent guy. What can I say, Pim? I was going to say, you're, you're an honorary Andrew. I think you can be an honorary Andrew for sure. Oh, thank you. As long as, long as I'm not Drew, I definitely don't want to lose the, the Drew No one bowl. wants to be Drew. Well, <laughs> yes. that's that's what, that's why you're that's why the Andrew Bowl is uh, so intense. Yeah, very, <laughs> it is, very important. It is an intense field of matchups for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but... let's dive into let's dive into packs. I mean um another yeah. major worlds open qualifier there's really there's only one more left until we hit worlds in march uh, at adepticon and that's at lvo which andrew and i andrew kuba and i will be at i don't think pim will be there i don't want to speak for you pim but i don't think you're planning on going no right. i'm traveling to uh, manchester england for the cis taker open in february um, very cool and i don't think i can swing lvo sto and then adepticon yeah yeah if you have to pick a couple of those it's a uh, lot that's a <laughs> I lot think money that grows is, on trees man. yeah no kidding money grows on trees. that's that's so cool though oh I'm, I'm i'm thrilled i'm very excited not a world's but it's a, a very very fun event usually gets most of the european community out to it um, oh that's great very cool yeah so with packs, we're not gonna. I'm gonna opt to. We're not gonna go through Swiss in mighty detail, but I do yeah. want to take a look at just kind of the the top breakdown here and um, initial impressions, and then of course we will talk about the top two lists and the winner of the event, Duncan Howard. Again, congrats to Duncan, who the plot armor was with him. He went completely undefeated all the way through to the end, which is something that he is privy to do at times. Very, very, mm-hmm. very, very good X-wing player one of the best in the country and in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking, f- I'm curious, guys, your first impressions. Uh, Pim, I'll throw it to you first. Just mm-hmm. scrolling through these lists. Uh, Faction-wise, uh, any pilots standing out to you that maybe are a little bit of a surprise and then a little bit of same old, same old, right? Um, yeah, a little bit. I, I think the first, I, I haven't d- dove into these too much. The first thing I noticed, though, was 
Uh, so, so a comment that we had in the Nickel City um, X-Men discussion channel was not a lot of Hans um, in, in top. They were, yeah. I think I counted, I, I went through and counted because I was curious. There were seven Hans in the event. I believe two of them made cut or made day two. Can't remember. The, the whole day two cut thing is always confusing out of. Second Swiss, secondary Swiss. Yeah. I, I always feel weird. Like, what do you call that? I guess second day Swiss is the best thing. But um, what was interesting to me about that is a lot of the rebel lists were flying the Fenrau, uh, Fen, Han, Luke, Keto build, the same-ish build. And Jonathan Grasser was the one who ended up making cut with it and getting the top four. Um, or it was only the top four cut right now, the top eight. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah. I, yeah. I've well, there's over 70 players I saw, so I I would think that they would do a top eight like a Golden State I games. Think but they cut it. JJ I think it was a cut to a four. Was it? Okay. I think it was a cut yeah, to I mean, a four. Yeah, because because yeah, in the cut it only has one through four. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So he, there you go. Well, only one Han in the in the cut, as it were. But um, in top, I think eight, there was only one Han, which is top 16, maybe only one Han, which was um. Uh, Jonathan Grasser flying again that Fenrau, uh, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker Keo build. And I believe four of the Han list were that. Maybe five of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just surprised not to see uh, when it comes to Han list. Only seeing, I think, one or two five ship lists. I don't think there was anyone running the um, Hera, Luke, Bodica Han uh, that I know popped up a couple times in XTC. Um, that was that was one of the surprising things for me is which Han was showing up or which Han friends were showing up, and the other one was I think only one triple arc list, which was Jane, yeah. uh, also from Nickel City. Um, I think she was the only one flying the standard Padme Annie the uh, uh, Paul Heaver uh, LSO list, which surprised me yeah. considering I think that one's still pretty strong. Um, I, I do wonder if these two, you know, the, the lack of Han, the lack of the arcs. I wonder if that sh- or Lack of three arcs, anyways. Obviously, Duncan was fine to him. Um, I-, I wonder if that shows a shift in the meta, not necessarily due to balance, but due to player uh, fatigue, right? Of maybe players yeah. are just tired of playing that list, playing the same thing over and over again. You know, or, people have. Um... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I just, I think people figured him out. I think people figured out how to beat Han. People Potentially, out how I. To... I... I think it is more forth. of the fatigue, I would think, but that's yeah. just my opinion, yeah. I, I go back and forth on that, because I think I, I think Han, Han is still, I mean, the Rebel 5 ship was the one that I was I was kind of, you know, I expect to see more of, which is the Han, Luke, Sabine, and then mm-hmm. two, I think two three-pointers at that point, maybe a three and a four, I can't remember what else to fit there. Um, that's the one I expect to see, no, I think it's, I don't need do math, I think it's two threes. Um, that's the one I expect to see when it comes to Hanless. Um, I've only seen one or two of those, surprise me. Yeah. I, I think that one's the more beatable one people figured out. The, the Triple Arcs, I think, is still really solid. Um, and I think the burden of execution is very much on the opponent for that list. Um, with a few caveats of you need to be able to fly media base as well, which I know not all of us. Like I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm terrible at flying media bases. I just haven't done it enough. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that one's, even though it's figured out, you know, as you say, I think it's still, even if you know how to beat it, I think it's still hard to beat it. If oh, yeah, it's still good. I um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, the fact that even one's in the top four, um, but I, I think that it's, it's less of a safe option to take. It's yeah. not as guaranteed as it was before. 
um, yeah, especially with the, the rise, there's quite a bit of, you know, resistance, like the, the five, uh, uh, T70s or the, the, um, Poe in the, uh, YT 1300, um, which can be, you know, a good counter to those Han lists. Uh, and then also a lot of the, there's a lot of empire, um, in here as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, empire and, is, is rearing its, uh, its head yeah. a, little, a little bit more and more before always been get, good. Yes. I would say before we get into Empire too, one thing I noticed was there there's a lot of first order that's also um uh pop that that made it to the higher also had a really good win record. I, I think FO is being slept on right now by the yes. the community at large. I think people and I think to an extent always has been a little slept on. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a lot of variation between FO lists and I think a lot of them are still really viable. Yeah. Um, obviously they I think an FO list won worlds, right? Wasn't that what um, Nicholas yep. was flying? That was yep. that was Nicholas got, yeah. And it really FO. didn't get hit with any buffs and our nerfs in that uh, points update. The only Besides thing like shield, shield upgrades, upgrades, I think. Being, yeah. yeah being I mean, that's really elusive. what it was all loadout points, though. Yeah. But it was just his like elusive rolls, dude, were so good. His elusive re rolls, I will never mm-hmm. forget how many conversions he got in his elusive re rolls. It was like, sometimes you gotta get lucky. Like 70%. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I think that's, yeah, any tournament, just always a little bit of luck. Yeah, yeah, but you just gotta put yourself in position to, 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 you know, put yourself in position to um, really capitalize on it. But absolutely. Anyways, more more of the story is I I think FO is still really strong. I think it was strong before the points update. I think it was strong after the points update. And I think Mm -hmm. people, I think as we get closer to worlds, you're gonna see that more often now. I think it does counter some of the Republic stuff well, um, and can counter some of the Rebel stuff. I think it also counters the resistance stuff pretty well too. I think a lot yes. of like Zori and who's showing up a lot. I, I think those T70s don't love Jam either. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do there. Um, J- yeah, I mean, Jam is strong. <clears throat> it's great at, at the objectives. Um, you know, yeah. uh, any of the Kylo builds can produce crits really well. Um, I, I yes, I, I agree. It's a it's a slept on. Some of those action. Kylo silencer builds are absolutely disgusting too. If you yes. look at what you can fit. I was joking the other night, and you I can mean, fit out maneuver plasma torpedoes and magpulse in the same sheet. B, B Freeman was number four. Was had Kylo with, uh, is this yeah, brilliant, brilliant evasion, instinctive aim, concussion missiles, advanced optics, and the uh, of course the jamming suite. I always associate so, that build with Crispy a lot because I feel like yeah. he was flying that a lot uh, as Wylo was becoming more popular. The the instinctive aim, aim optics missile Kylo. I think he switched at some point, but that's the one I still. Yeah, it's, it's strong, like man. Optics is really good on a force user. We, uh, yeah. we, uh, Nick and I saw that work uh, with Doug Howe at the Miniature Mart uh, Store yeah. Championship. Yeah, yeah. Andrew and I had some some frustrating games. I brought scum, and I got the scum experience. I won, went like <laughs> one in three, but I lost two think... games by two points. So I wasn't really that. I was. I, I didn't think it was like a lost cause thing. Obviously, scum's in a really bad spot as you're not seeing them pop yeah. up here until. God, I'm scrolling still. 36th. <laughs> um, yeah, that's rough. But the thing about the scum list that always surprised me is like the ones that are doing well consistently uh, for defining well, right? Um, the best scum list right now are like multiple fang lists, which really surprises mm-hmm. me. It's not like, um, it's not the big beefy, you know, large base ships, which I, you know, you come to expect from scum. But like these, yeah. these fang fighters right now, I think they require, again, I'm talking about a list that requires a lot of, um, a lot of skill to fly well. Those fangs die really fast if you're not yes. careful. Um, yeah. 
but if you can fly him well, you can do some work with them. I will so, say, just Fen, Fen Rao is... Like, I, I don't think we ever doubted his ability um, when even when he was seven, just because list building was so bad and still is kind of bad for Scum. I just, he wasn't played much. Now yeah. he's played more because he's six. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, I was really, really impressed with uh, the capabilities and the way that he kind of shakes up people's strategies when it comes to playing the objective and having to worry about leaving yourself out to dry or scrambling and then taking yeah. a range one shot with no defensive mods and getting one shot at I, I, uh, you know, but yeah, with Mandalorian optics and Beskar, especially Beskar, I think he's not, he's as threatening as he is difficult to kill just that much mm -hmm. more difficult. And then you could throw a shield upgrade on him as well, which helps. I didn't, I didn't run him with that, but I've seen um, some burners builds that I like quite a bit too. Um, just giving them access to that double reposition, I, I think is, uh, very good when you only have four health <laughs> but yeah there's, yeah there's certainly a lot you can do with them yeah i i was uh i actually liked the list that i brought i thought it was decent i i had a high, i had a good mixture of initiatives coordinating abilities jamming i i loved what sevor was able to do into like just fl playing him in 2.5 he's a great piece at three points like the yeah. he, his mitigation to jamming off people's mods i put enduring on him to just make it even harder to knock a crate off of him and it works <laughs> like it actually helped uh it, and i was i was still having fun but i could tell that i was i was like one dice roll away from being outmatched and not being able to come back whereas i think some other lists and other factions have a little bit more grace in the right hands scum doesn't afford you that so. mm -hmm. yeah like playing dace bone arm in a hawk it's yeah. like great, you got Dace, Moldy Crow, cool, but you're five whole I four, <laughs> or five hit points I four, right? It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, in this in this new meta where it's very firepower heavy, you can you can lose that race very fast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so sorry, back to back to to Pax. Just just to chime in in terms of what I'm seeing, I we're in, I I think I am officially going to put the flag down and say we are in a rack meta right now we have entered the rack meta that empire is even though it was popular and has been good for quite some time there is another var variant of viable empire uh lists out there that feature rear admiral chirnu that i5 decimator often featuring darth vader crew to take away your mods or to deal damage that you can't negate you can't stop uh that threat is ridiculous we'll talk about vader crew later but um, I, I was thinking, can I build a list with Vader and Rack, you know, Vader pilot? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, Chambly did absolutely. do it. Chambly, yeah, I, the only thing is like, does the list, how much of the list needs Darth Vader crew to get you over that hump that these great players are getting over, including Block? I guess Chambly proved that you don't have to have Vader crew on your rear Admiral Chirinu to do well i was just when i'm list building i'm like do i can i run vader next to rack right now is that like a good idea or do i need him for the crew seriously don't you know which vader pilot he was running was it, uh, it battle it of yavin yeah i believe okay. cool i i, uh, I, I believe so does it say starter set uh, it, uh it just i'm looking at the results it just says vader uh which which one is this Jer uh, uh, number seven chambalaya chambalaya Oh, uh, yeah. So then that would be the uh, Battle of Yavin Vader. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Battle of Yavin Vader. 
I know in the Nickel City X-Wing Discord, we're having some back and forth about his value and his flexibility versus Star Set Vader. It's clear that Battle of Yavin Vader has, has and is still extremely meta-viable. I just think the dynamic of all the Vaders has been shaken up because we have another Vader that lets you do a lot as well with the action economy. just depends on what kind of Vader you want. If you don't just yeah. want to go for pure kill, four hits every time, three hits every time, Valvia Vader, certainly probably a better bet. Empire is really interesting to me because it's a faction that I think early on in this point update was singled out as one of the most pow- more powerful ones. Um, it's been that and way, And then they think. kind of drop. For, uh, people don't talk about them that much, and now they're kind of yeah. going back to them again. Uh, but, but the bombers are obviously very good. That Even before the standard loadout ones came out, um, afterwards they're still very good. Um, the the think... SL standard loadout ones and the custom ones, Vader is obviously great. Rack, of course, is really a monster right now. Yeah, and I'd say since the 2.5 change, you know, uh, I think Empire has always been in that like top three faction conversation. And... Well, I think... <laughs> Historically, they've always been there too. That's true. If you go back yeah. to the dawn of the game, they've always been one of the most powerful yeah. games. They've done a good job of keeping actions. Empire consistently meta viable. Um, I will yeah. say in the, in the, in, for the with, first for the first what, five we, or six years, there's only three factions. Yeah. There's only two that's, and then three. Well, that's true. Still. But they they've kept them consistently not but last. Yeah. I guess is what I mean to say. But I think they were. For, yeah, yeah, they've always been extremely good. Yeah. Um, so, can, can we fix Scum by having them just enter join the Empire again, like in uh, no, one point? <laughs> no, they got to be there. Yeah, no, I was yeah. kidding. So, before I we go into blocks and 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 Howard's list, um, yeah. I wanted to point out that one of the reasons why I'm I've gravitated to Empire uh, this meta cycle is because I feel like there is the most variety of the factions that I like to play in Empire that I feel like I can take not only to the game store, but to a tournament and win a few games minimum with. I I don't feel that way with Republic, with Rebels. Um, Not to say that necessarily that's a fact, but I do know that you can go, you can look at the interceptors you can look at the decimators you can look at the tie advanced x1s you can look at tie fighters like the boys you can look at um all these uh, the, the reapers you anything that's standard legal in empire maybe maybe not the heavy right now but anything else yeah even strikers you can build a good list with the bombers obviously right mm-hmm. countdown's been seeing some play and it's pretty effective as a little objective runner yeah countdown um and then uh is countdown even... the one you stress to cancel results yes yes yeah i was gonna say even in like looking at packs too um you know chris apple is is running grand inquisitor so yeah with with vader uh and you know came in 14th like we're seeing a lot of variety with these lists fifth as well. brother is in um, a uh, fifth the list brother yeah yep yeah so it's not just we're just seeing one way to build empire um even 23rd vader vault scaris uh and then captain Faroff. well Sevwall was flying Reaper, uh, yeah. rex labrath and juke and barrage yep um several so yeah, a very good player known around the nickel city uh discord but you know he's he's been making the defender work pretty well too which we haven't seen many defenders outside of vader in the past i don't know since sky strike came out really yeah yeah, yeah. And, that's and one of the it's surprising it's, it's a really good chassis nine. It's a lot of points, but it's a it's still it's a phenomenal ship. Yeah, one of my favorite just to fly. 
Yeah, I think seven it, points it, for wrestling is more than fair, to be honest. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. In a world where you can do so much with nine points right now, it it you consolidating it to one ship despite the power ability is is just an extraordinarily difficult task. So, so to your point too about you. to your point about rebels being less diverse right now than uh, other factions or at least other than empire as you were saying is why you've kind of gone to empire um i actually think rebels are pretty diverse and have a lot of options right now i think the problem is han is so efficient that mm. it feels like a like it, it does it feels start wrong with han, right <laughs> yeah it, it just feels wrong with han uh, right exactly but like I, you're not, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. What do you say? I personally have had like I personally do a lot better with Rebels when I just don't take Han. I don't know something about Han's gameplay. I just don't enjoy right now. But I, I will things, say, but I, I have that nagging feeling though of like you should just take Han. Uh, yeah, I, I I was just gonna say that in the hands of somebody who's inexperienced, um, it, it will be it is hard to win with Han and keep him alive and know what you're doing. And the object, the uh, obstacle placement can also thwart mm -hmm. him um, as well. Even oh, when yeah. there's a good player using him, right? So yeah, I mean, there's One still turns, drawbacks. It's a lot of turn um, zero plan and passing in turn zero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's so let's take a look at the uh, main two lists here that may, met each other at final table. Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, and met I'll do Velvet Buddha. Uh, they met each other in day two of Swiss as well. That was like the first matchup of that day for both of them. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Revenge Oof. of the Swiss opportunity for Velvet Buddha, who did bring a, a rack list. I uh, saw this ver uh, version of this list at Crossroads. He did tweak it a bit. Um, so Buddha brought Rear Admiral Chirinu with Death Troopers, Darth Vader crew, Agile Gutter, Ruthless, Dauntless, and Electronic Baffle. Then he had start he has the uh, Bomber Pack, uh, standardized Tomax Bren, which, as most of you guys know, has got the plasma torpedoes, the ion bombs, and the opportunity to every other turn after he does a barrel roll, he can gain a focus token, which allows him to link. He can then um, link the barrel roll into a lock for double modded plasmas, which is pretty pretty good. Or you could just barrel roll to get the focus. It's still very strong. Deathfire, another, uh, I believe this is the death, yeah, this is the Deathfire that also yeah. is standardized. Um, I so don't simulator one. Yeah. Trajectory simulator one. He gets to basically after he does a three, a three to five, he just launches yep. or drops. Yeah. Yep. Or drops. Yeah. Drops or launches. The speed three. Yeah. It's really strong. Major yeah. rhymer in the bomber as well. This is the third bomber in the list with the sats, the classic sat salvo barrage rocket combination and ion bombs. And then fair off with triple zero and ruthless. So, uh, there's some coordinating ability in that Reaper and triple zero. You can get that calculate. If you get close, you can threaten people with stress and then ruthless to convert your attacks. Keep yourself consistent. Great. And then five if, ship if, list. Yeah. If they're um, close enough to rack with those death troopers, potentially keep it. I can't believe all that fits in a list. It's, yeah. it's, it's blows my mind. How it's, I mean, I experienced it at miniature market. I was like never yeah. getting an action again. Oh, I hate death troopers. Death troopers are, brutal mm -hmm. well combo with vader crew is ridiculous because yeah. it's like hey there's no way you can get a green token and take the damage uh yeah i mean simply put this list uh is has a ton of health has high initiative has bombs has a lot of different threats that you can't really you can only play 
against and strategize against so many of those things at once. It's actually got, you say high initiative, but it's only got, I mean, this is going to sound really ridiculous, but it's only got two I fives. Yeah. Um, which in, yeah. in the today's list building world, right. You usually have at least an I six an I five, maybe a couple I fives, then nothing really under three, but you've got, you've got two, two fives, threes. a four, three and a two. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah you've got is... a whole, your whole oh, range. Oh, Deathfire is a two, not a three, huh? Yeah. Yep. Just a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it gives you, I think that gives you a lot of options where I think now you're almost guaranteed to be first player in a lot of matchups with Deathfire, right? You're almost guaranteed to go first with him, which I think brings back blocking in a really um, good way. Because I know people argue about blocking's dead, but it, it's really not. I mean, it's still a very important thing where you can cause, you know, the conga line bumps in your opponents or force a stress when you've got Death Troopers or even alternatively just body block from an objective action, right? Also... I mean, when you got bombs with it too yeah blocking and bombs is a great combination <laughs> yeah i think that's one thing that that helps this list a lot between Faroff and deathfire there's two pretty low initiative blockers that can get in and create some havoc pretty easily um which i think really helps with rack staying alive and yeah. being kind of a you know being allowing him to just do whatever he wants with that uh reinforced ruthless just start churning the damage out yeah, no, definitely. Um, Andrew, uh, Kuba, yes. why don't you take uh, Duncan Howard's list, if you don't mind reading that one out, a four-ship Republic list. Yeah, so Duncan was flying Anakin Skywalker with um, Predator RP-17 and Shield upgrade. 7B, Annie. In the 7B, yep. And then uh, Addy Galea with carbureted, uh, calibrated laser targeting, uh, C-110P and Debris Gambit getting those uh, evades near obstacles. And then Oddball, which is the Siege Coruscant uh, version. And uh, then Wolf, and this looks like the build yourself with Veteran Tail Gunner, R4P, Astromech, and Expert Handling to get those barrel rolls. You lose lose Born for this, and you Mm -hmm. trade out Q7 for R4P, which is an easy upgrade. And you lose Wolfpack too, but like, Wolfpack, when you don't have Jag around, isn't as good because that's the one that lets you spend uh, locks of other ships with Born for This or Plo Koon. Um, but when you don't have uh, don't have Jag around to generate infinite locks for you, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, this list is a lot of heavy lifting for the Jedi, um, just in terms of it's a four ship list with two one agility, you know, middle mm-hmm. initiative, um, and oddball obviously is in there. But I mean, those those arcs are good, um, but they are. They're also vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is that is. There's a lot of definitely a a skill element to being able to fly two arcs like that and keep them alive. But uh, yeah. really, really good Jedi for any sort of flanking maneuvers. Yeah, you put I, both I of those Jedi Adi in Galia, a flank and you can just crush it. Adi Galia has the uh, Inquisitor ability, right? Like it's the similar. reverse Grand Inquisitor. It's the, it's deny. Yeah. Deny the range bonus at one and then deny it at three, right? Yeah. Where Grand Inquisitors apply the range bonus on defense and apply it on Defenders cannot apply the range bonus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's got basically the inverse of that. Um, I thought the Inquisitor can apply the range one bonus at range three and then deny the range bonus when defending at range one. Yeah, so she can can deny the range one bonus when she's defending and she can deny the range three bonus when she's attacking. For the got for it, the defender, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pure denial. It's not all okay. It's Correct. not pure yeah, denial. Yeah. 
Got she's, it. Yeah, she's I think Ali is good. Dice. Inquisitor affects his dice, I guess. Kind of. I, I feel like when Adigali came out, it, she just kind of like came and went. Like people played her a little bit, but I think she's always been good. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. The Jedi are in a weird he, spot uh, in terms of all of the Jedi in list yeah. building right now in the meta. Like, there's a lot. The key thing with Adi is she's got the most loadout of. I guess Plo has more, but her ability is a little more useful than Plo. Um, mm -hmm. But she's got more loadout than Obi Wan, uh, and I think that's kind of the key. Is why you take her over that. Because um, I think the same slots. Um, actually, I actually think Obi Wan has double modification. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, they've got the same ish slots. Obi Wan's got a second Force talent. Um, and a talent and a regular talent, but um, Adi's ability is sneaky and really good at trying to keep herself alive. When you've got you've got both of these Jedi on the flank, right, and you've got these two arcs coming up the middle, um, forcing your opponent to choose what they're going to go after, um, and, and then reacting based on that. Um, this is definitely one of the more aggressive lists. Where I think I, I I didn't watch any of his games; it wasn't streamed, so I can't speak to how Duncan flew it. But from what I've heard, um, you know, you're not, you don't have the most flexibility with objectives with this list, right? Like the other five or six ship Republic, right? Where you can send slider off or whatever to pick up a crate and then not care for the rest of the game. Um, so it's definitely an aggressive list that, that can pounce pretty easily if you're not careful. Um, you know, with Chopper and CLT on 80, she can... She can hit pretty hard, even though she's only got that two uh, two die primary. Right? She can jam you. She can get that bullseye. Um, yeah, that's a lot of denial that uh, yeah. that Adigalia is able to produce. Yep. Yeah, uh, Duncan is good at building lists that are just off meta enough that when you put it together on your squad builder, you'd say no chance, and he <laughs> makes it he makes it happen. Um, he um, it's something that that. Another player, Nickel City, was talking about too. They, they've talked to you know Duncan's a local. They talked to him about this before. About Duncan likes to likes to go off meta just to give his opponents more of a um, more of a challenge, right? Uh, you you haven't seen this before. You you have to kind of adapt to it on the fly a little more. Um, which there's something something to be said about that. I think I like it. I think Buddha's list does that as well because I think mm -hmm. Faroff is not something that people are used to seeing right now. Um, I think Deathfire is still, I think he's catching on. Yes. But he's not as common as like Jonas and Reimer are. I know he's got Reimer in there too. Um, but I think Jonas, Tomax, Reimer is still like the, the three you expect to see. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just because. So, yeah, yeah. 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 People are just trying to, I, I think before people were going for the high initiative, but I think Deathfire is just powerful enough on its own that we're just going to yeah. start seeing a lot of Deathfire uh, yeah, or more absolutely. often for sure. But both of these lists to me strike me as some, they, they, like you said, they're just off meta enough to still be viable, mm -hmm. um, but also give your opponent at least some kind of hesitation when they're fight facing it or something they're not used to seeing, um, which is definitely a valuable skill. Yeah, it's a departure from what we've been seeing, for sure. You probably wouldn't have practiced against either of these lists before this event, right? If you're thinking, if you're yeah. practicing for the event, you're looking at the meta, you're probably not take, playing against either of these lists, verbatim at least. Yeah, I think I will say that I was surprised at Gen Con to see uh, Duncan playing three T70s and Poe. It's not like it was the most like meta thing, but like of the resistance lists, that was one that I'd seen um, a few a few times. And Joel yeah. won our store I champ think with he it. won a store champ with it in the summer. Um, so that was a list that I know. I remember Dom was also flying that Dominic. Um, I I lost his name. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dominic Flanagan from Ireland was also flying that at the same time, um, and both very, both very good players. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say I saw I, a lot of that was, at Gen Con too. That list. Yeah, I think that's a list that's a little. It's. I think that list has a lot. Uh, or, I always get confused when we talk about ceiling and floor. I think it's a list that has a lot of potential. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a very high. Uh, you, you can achieve a very high level of success with it. But I think the floor for it and the, the barrier to entry with it is a little bit higher than most of the five ship resistance lists we're seeing right now. It's got a high um, ceiling, extra low body. floor. Yeah. 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 That extra body, just losing that extra body means you've got to be a lot more careful with your G70s and also know when to go for objectives, know when you can dive and try to kill, um, which it can mm-hmm. do well. It's a fun list. I've flown it a couple times, um, but it, it's very fun. Poe Falcon's right now a crazy fun ship to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on from packs, I do want to go circle back to Vader really quick. And sure. I want to ask both of you, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Vader's power level right now? For those at home who maybe need a reminder as to what Vader does at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend one force and choose an enemy ship at range zero to two. If you do, that ship either removes a green, uh, green token or suffers one damage. So... Obviously, paired with Death Troopers can accommodate a lot more damage um, if they can't clear their stress in their nearby uh, rack or any decimator carrying. Or actually, I think rack is the one that can do both. Anyways, yeah. what are your guys' thoughts on uh, the play experience dealing with Vader? Do you think maybe there's, there should be some level of a tweak, whether it be points or an errata? Or do you think uh, he is 100% totally fine the way he is at 14, 12 points? 12. I think. He's, he's at 12. 12 points. And I I think he's fine at 12. Um, there's not a lot of ships that can take him. If you take him as crew, you can't take him as a ship. Um, I think that that's, you know, good enough. And his ability is very good. Uh, it does give some agency to the player. And I, I while it's good combined with Death Troopers on Rack, I don't think that it's at a point where... I don't. I don't feel like it. It spoils anything right now. I saw that smirk, Pim. You smirked pretty hard there. <laughs> I disagree strongly with that statement. Okay. I disagree strongly with it. I think it because I. I think. Let me, let me split it up. I think that. I don't know if he's not fine at twelve. I don't. I don't know if I can speak to that. I've always hated him as a crew. I think that he. I think anything that does auto damage in this game is very powerful and always has been. Um, and I think something with perfect information, auto damage like that is a really tricky thing to balance. Well, to say the least, um, the thing I really disagree with, uh, with Andrew on is the agency thing. I think he removes a lot of agency from the game. And I think that's why he's a problem for a lot of players, at least when combined with death troopers. Um, I, I think that obviously there's ways to mitigate it with, if you have a green token, you've got a choice. But I think something like Death Troopers being around in the same ship creates this. Um, it, it, I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy who just comes and lambasts the things he, the thing he hates, because um, I, I do despise that build uh, for a lot of reasons. But I think, I think maybe my my feelings with this, as I as I explain it, I think maybe my feelings are more skewed towards Death Troopers than Vader itself. Maybe yeah. both of them in a vacuum, I think, are okay. I think it's combined is when the I, the real issue arises. Both are really, really irritating to deal with, and they, they remove your agency in certain ways. 
Because um, while you still have the choice to remove the green token or take the damage, you're still losing your mod. So you're effectively losing your action, right, if you're not careful. Um, mm -hmm. And with Rack being I-5, he's got usually a pretty good chance of knowing where you will be. And with the side-to-side -side turret, you, it's hard to say, just don't be in his turret arc, right? Like, that's not the easiest thing to accomplish when he's I-5. And, and Agile Gunner, there. too. Yeah. Um, yep. But he's got this big, wide turret, so it's, it's hard to say don't be that close to him, um, which is obviously the ideal, but with large base... He wants to kind of ram himself in there. Um, they have a white force straight, man. They can move. Those things They move. are quick. They don't turn yeah. the greatest, but they're quick, at going straight at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a white force straight is what, like a six straight on a large base? So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, like that's a range three, maybe? I think range three is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Bases? Yeah. yeah. From Anyways, on um, base, yeah. More, more of the story is, I think... I think it's the combination of all three things where the problem arises right now. I think on their own, they're both they both involve removing agency. So when it's when you're stacking them on top of each other, it becomes more of an issue that I think needs to be addressed, but I don't know how. Um, because I, I don't ideas, necessarily think but... I don't necess yeah. necessarily think they need to get nerfed either. I don't like again because I think it's on their own. I don't think they're as bad, but I'm sure people are going to roast me for that take. But I mean, whatever. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the, the 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 new rules with with bumping, um, and I think makes you know death troopers like a lot better. But I'm, I, I mean, there's there's not. I mean, I think Rack is one of the only ships that can even take that combo. I and think all the Desis can, but Rack, the, is, Rack is just the best because he's I five. It's the cruise slots, Pim. There's no three cruise slots right. on the others. I think Mornick does have three. Or I'm maybe actually... there's one more, one one other choice like Morna, but Morna yeah. can take two we'll crew, check. but yeah, has has twenty mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah. yeah, there's just Rack then, yeah, combo, just take three. I think so, just remove one of the crew from Rack. Yeah, my my ideas are um, so I had a couple. There's one that I've heard. I'm gonna give great cash to shout out for this one, is just an errata of zero to one instead of zero to two zero to two from a a, a large base is pretty far still mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. i i go back and forth on that one i think zero to one it it, it it's still good and they still move fast but it doesn't it's not a, a sort of combo with death troopers where it's like super terrifying like it is right now yeah. with zero to two because you there's the zero there's zero to one band you can't clear the stress and then even at zero to two you can still be taking the auto damage so you have to be yeah far away from the desi you might be running away from it um it's hard to range control when they have perfect information large base and you're you have to move towards it to clear your stress and you can't clear it once you get close enough so the other thing that i personally believe and this is this is some confirmation anecdotal bias i was at this miniature market event i had fen rao go head to head with with rack for a kill and if if it was there was an errata where it wasn't started the engagement phase but before you engage maybe it changes the dynamic of like the damage that goes through on rack he can get initiative killed at initiative six which isn't going to happen very often but it's possible uh i don't really think that that's going to move the needle very much i just think it maybe is interesting because maybe if you're second player at i5 it shifts things a little bit. Do you need that force for another purpose? Maybe, probably not, but maybe. I don't, know. I don't hate that. That was my idea. I think that's a decent change because I think then it also gives other I-5s a chance to return fire. Um, 
which as silly as it sounds, at least gives you, when we're talking about something like this, where it's an agency issue, right? You want to make sure you give, you want to make sure you're not taking too much, um, too much control out of a player's hands. Cause then it feels useless, right? Anything I do is useless. Anything I do is frivolous. I'm wasting my time. This sucks. Um, start it before you engage at least gives you some sort of like, okay, I'm still screwed, but I have a consolation prize of a shot. Right. And that's at least psychologically gives you something more than just, well, this game sucks. I hate this. I'm just being punished unfairly. Yeah. I do yeah, think that I... if I were to predict changes that this would be one that would be actually addressed with uh, slot wise or points wise or something that they would do something. Yeah. Maybe, but um, I don't know. I, I'm still thinking though that it's 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 on a decimator. It's a it can still be a very fragile ship, and also I mean I I'm not sure how often it's happening. Where I don't it's know if fragile's ever the word damage. to describe a, a decimator with a reinforced. I mean sixty. Yeah, it's it's good, but I mean they're yeah. they're only with the four shields. I mean they're they're not. There's way, yeah, there's ways to kill it. It's definitely yeah. killable. I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, that's, I guess, besides we're not talking in this case. unbeatable. It's just, does it, I think the question for me is, it, is it fun to play against? And I don't think everything in the game needs to be fun to play against, but then the question becomes, is it too oppressive to play Or against? how unfun is it, right? Is it, is how yeah. unfun or a negative the play experience is? And this is when it just becomes a pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, we all have to, the beautiful thing about discussion, especially on this podcast, is we all have different ideas and different opinions. That's right. Um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised either way if they do nothing or if they change something. <laughs> so, okay. I um, wouldn't. I'm not gonna be that pessimistic. Never mind. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> I do. I do want to really quickly kind of call out this the this podcast really quick as we kind of move on from from packs and uh, everything that, uh, we've been able to do with, uh, the channel with three, one, two, um, for those of you that maybe aren't aware, um, we've, we hit a pretty big growth spurt the last year in terms of our capabilities and our, you know, what we've been able to do, not just streaming at home, streaming more often, streaming in person, uh, having our podcast, Andrew, of course, thank you again for, for producing this and being a huge help in taking that off my plate. Cause it is, there's, we do a lot behind the scenes and even though we're not streaming four or five times a week as much as I'd like to, which, you know, we will stream more in the future. It's, there's a lot to be said about where we started versus where we are now. Uh, this is the eighth episode already of this podcast and we've had some great uh, feedback, a good reception so far from people who have tuned in and listened. And I, I, I hope to do this with you guys uh, a lot, a lot more moving forward. And that's the plan. Yeah, same. Yeah, we've got big plans though for 2024. I just wanted to let That's you right. all know and tease some things. We're we did we we streamed eight in person events, including um, my role in helping Gold Squadron for a couple. That is a lot of in person coverage um, for yeah. uh, local events and uh, as big as Crossroads, which was a big two day event, about 50 people playing at that one. Um, and we're planning to do even more of that in 2024. Uh, we. I know Pim, you kind of you kind of tried to snopes me on this, but I am confident in saying that of the, uh, events featuring a world's invite in the store champ kit, we have streamed the most individual events. Just want to see a fact check. Just show me the facts. So I am more than happy for somebody to say that's not true. Uh, there are a lot of great X-wing streams out there, but uh, it, it, it streaming in person is a task, 
And there's also not that many X-Wing events happening at your local game store in your area to be able to stream as many times as we have been fortunate enough to do. So, um, And it wouldn't be possible without everybody getting us to where we are. The big yeah. fundraiser we had to get the in-person equipment that we needed for commentary, that's been a huge success. Everybody that's joined me for the commentary has been great. We've had so much fun. And we're really proud of the quality and the standards that I think we've we've set uh, as we kind of break on into this world of streaming X-Wing 2.5 um, leading up to Worlds and beyond. So just wanted to thank you guys. Um, in terms of, you know, financially, this is something that uh, is worth bringing up. Uh, if I'm not going to go long-winded here, but uh, money through Twitch, half of it is taken away from us. It's just the way it is. Uh, I We've never done this to make money, though. So I really want to preface that, that this isn't an endeavor to make any sort of money. It is it is an endeavor now to just make sure we don't lose a lot of money. So we will be starting a unique low-tier uh, Patreon in 2024 that will feature rewards, discounts on entry for online leagues and in-person events and more. We'll talk about that later on. But I just want to let you guys know that we will put in a little bit more effort to give you guys more while also trying to uh, put some amount of money back into the stream. Um, yeah. Even if it just pays for gas to Indianapolis or something like that, it's really helpful. <laughs> so, yeah. Nick, when did you start yeah. the, when did, when did you start 312? 312 Squadron? Uh, the 312 Squadron. The 312 Squadron. The 312 Squadron. This was actually uh, twenty. 19 we started streaming in person yeah we just started before COVID. in person then doing online then growing it and doing a really great job growing it and providing great commentary and doing plenty of in person like great, you said really incredible, really incredible growth all to become a cash grab at year five <laughs> it's all about that, dude. ever since we went public man it's it's for the shareholders dude it's always yeah. the shareholders yeah the shareholders so you kuva and i assume manny you got to pay for that yeah. hot tub addiction somehow. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, more, more Lego addiction. addiction for yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at that behind me. Don't worry. The Patreon money will certainly will not. I don't have room for any more Lego. So if you're worried about a scandal of the uh, using no. money for Lego, I can't, I don't have room for Lego anymore, guys. So we'll be honestly, good you can, you, you can blame the, the oil companies, you know, the, the gas prices have, have gone up and uh, just the, the time and energy it just takes to, set up for yeah. tournaments and and you know take a weekend out for for travel and finding lodging and everything like that too um not to yeah. mention you know for the quality stream that means that nick's had to buy some some pretty pricey equipment already yeah you don't want to know how much money that laptop cost me <laughs> but it's worth it because it, it it we run a stream without lag and without any serious issues which is the fundamental yeah. goal and and you can too. do that yeah, like um, like anywhere in in any store, no matter what you know setup they have, internet wise. So yeah. yeah. Um, lastly, I did float uh, online leagues. Those will be returning. Um, you know, every every few months we'll be doing something new and creative. Uh, coming up in January, there will be a team league. It's very different from the draft league. It'll be teams of three, uh, all playing against each other in the same division or whatever you want to call it, and then we'll have a top cut of the teams playing against each other. So. That'll be people put together their own teams. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Excited to do that. We'll stay tuned for more information. We'll be posting that about that on Facebook and in our Discord. So uh, that will be coming up not yeah. too far from now. Can't wait to see you there. Yeah. All right, guys. Our main topic today 
Uh, we've had a lot of main topics, but we'll uh, just, you know, it's the holiday season. The holidays are upon us. So if you had to pick one gift, you want to see AMG Claus <laughs> bring you this holiday season. What would that gift be? You have to isolate it to one. So think hard. What is like, Does what it, is something that you anything. would really love specific anything? to X-Wing? I, I sure. would say. Yes. Oh, anything. Like anything go, go X-Wing related. Yeah. Okay. I know mine. Andrew, do you know yours? Yes. Go for it. Uh, I would like to see the Lambda uh, reintroduced into standard. Yeah. That's a good one. Classic ship. Got one right here. Ooh. A visual aid for our viewers. In case you don't know what a Lambda is. There, there it is. That is a lamp. And if you're on the podcast, you know, you can imagine it uh, in your mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Permission it's... to land like a dainty butterfly? Permission granted. Beautiful That's space nice. cow. That's nice. Here's what my, my request is. My request is more involved than that. I would like the Resistance ITS transport to be added to this game. This is my favorite ship currently not in the game. I love it to death. It is like a mini blockade runner. Um, it's about the size of a U-Wing. It's got kind of U-wingy engines going on with it. It almost exclusively yeah. appears at the Disney ride, uh, Rise of the Resistance. I'm a, in love with this ship. I want it so bad. Please give me a medium base. Barring that, I have a second visual aid. Um, the Star Speeder from Star Tours. Iconic. Purely. The best piece of Star Wars media ever made is the first Star Tours <laughs> film. Bar none. Easily for me. That's my pinnacle of Star Wars. Next to the holiday special, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, next to like all the movies. Fuck those things. I don't know if I can swear. Sorry. No, you can't. Um, can. But that that movie and that uh, that like short five minute video to me is still the pinnacle of Star Wars. Um, That's awesome. It will always be that. So either one of those, that'd be great. Um, I was gonna, Resistance could use like a good like coordinating support ship. I think yeah. that is kind of one thing that they are missing as a faction. I agree. They could also use a medium base. The one thing they're yeah, missing too. as a faction. Yep. That would fill both roles great. I mean, the transport is just like... it. It's so bad at everything it does. Like, it's not a good support ship. It's not a good crew carrier. It's not a good offensive ship. Kova is kind of functional, but she's also like... You have to fly her really weird in order to get the most value out of her. It, it I, yeah. It's just... It needs a true support ship or yes. one that's viable right now. It just doesn't have that, which is, yeah. for me, who plays most resistance, I am sad about that. It doesn't have the lambda. You know what I mean? I want my own yeah. lambda. Yes. I mean, because, uh, yeah, I think every other faction has something like it. I think CI, well, what does CIS have supporty? HMP can be. They could use the sheath of feed. Let's say they could. The T85 the gauntlet, is a kind stupid of? idea. Anyone who says the T85 is not creative, I'm sorry, Manny. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> Manny in our Twitch chat right now. It's saying, Give the T85 the is not a ship power. we need in the game. We don't need another X-Wing. It would be like... <laughs> we the don't most need boring man alive playing is only, only the same five-ship list. Oh, boy. I, saying, I want more X-Wings. It's a slightly... I mean, it's the name of the game, baby. Cool. It's the name of the game. It's called X-Wing. No, I get it. I'm fine. Two X-Wings is fine. It's called Star Three Wars YT-1300. Two is a party. Gunship. Yeah. I'd say that you could also yeah. use the um the kind of supporty. Yeah, I'd say they're kind of supporty. You could Can use be. the I was gonna say the gauntlet too. 
Does the yeah? I always forget the CIS has a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I guess Previsla is actually one of the better gauntlet pilots. Um, yeah. Just talking about ships that kind of fell flat. Yeah, um, I mean, you could give it a four dice attack. Yeah, Previsla is good. good. Should I do mine? What, what yeah, I, absolutely. What all I want Nick. for for <laughs> X wing miss. All right, AMG claws. This is a this is this is two technically two things, but it could be in one box. I know most of you all are going to say, oh, Nick's about to say, give me the E-Wing and standard. I'm not going to say that, okay? I'm not saying that. Mm. And uh, Lambda was mentioned by Andrew, so I'm also not going to say that. Give me, give me the Star Viper back and scum. Flappy First wing, flappy wing, flappy wing, flappy wing. Give me the Star, the star Viper and yes. give me the Lancer class patrol craft back in scum as well for the love yeah. of god i want the fear of i want the fear of god put in that faction again let's go if, if we're doing the star viper you got to give it poseable wings it's got to have flappy wings where oh, they can kind of like go back amazing. like the you know the the, the b-wing to me is still the pinnacle like the 2.0 b-wing is still like the pinnacle of like oh my god this miniature does everything the yeah. cockpit spins yeah. the arm is closed it spins on the back like it's incredibly yeah. like well articulated mm. do that with the star viper now let me like let me close and open the star viper wings. Let me tilt it. Like please, that would be that'd be AMG. cool. Uh, yeah, you'd give it. You you. Oh my make gosh, it look like the star faction, It could it certainly just, benefit from yeah. some new faces, man. This also, pilots yeah. fun. It's come on, just like let's do it. How many people would love to fly Guri again? Oh yeah, like it's, it's seriously. Would, it's like everybody yeah. wants this, right? Obi Wan the show. Back. Everybody wanted Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted yeah. Kenobi, and they gave you it to us because they knew everybody wanted it. You know. Yeah, we got that. Gurry bag, yeah. Shadows of the Empire. Let's bring it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's hip now. Yeah, I and honestly, if if the if right now the idea behind the production process is we can't have it be standard unless it's in a black box, I think they should rethink that and say we're going to do the hyperspace format approach and insert things and graduate them into standard. And so I that way mean, you can sell off some of your stock of your conversion kits that you've decided to call a loss all of a sudden when I don't think you need to. The thing like, I, I think I've, I've always wanted them to do is slowly bring back ships via like, if they're going to do standard loadouts, like introduce like a star or like a star fortress standard loadout, like just one, you know what I mean? Like bring it back slowly that way. Of like, here's just one or two options for these extended ships right now. Like we may not be able to reprint them all, but here's like a new standard loadout pack or something that includes just like a new lamb, you know, like here's a lambda uh, Captain Katie yeah. with a slightly different ability that's a little bit better for lambda, maybe like a new ship ability that lets it turn around better. And like here's a start, a, new, a slightly different Guri that you know puts her on the power curve of uh, you know similar I fives at two point five, that kind of stuff, right? Like slowly working those older ships. I I I also kind of the hoping though they don't go too overboard on like the completely different pilot abilities with the the standard cards because it's already going to get like way too confusing when there's just yeah different versions of evader the, the counter yeah. argument to graduating things is like oh well it's kind of pay to win it's like but look if the alternative is that it will never be reprinted because the only way to play it is if yeah. it's reprinted then graduate it because it's like i mean people this year have gotten, their collections it will get more people to play so, I think. we've been so content dry this year right mm -hmm. of like the only thing we've had is two re-releases like cash grabby or not if you got to keep the game alive being cash grabby like here's a card pack like mm. just give us something you know what i mean yeah and the community i mean the community's still there 
obviously yeah, people absolutely. are still playing the game people are still enjoying the game they just pump a little bit of life into it you know give us a give us something a little more Dude, a little snack the star viper and lambda shuttle introductions alone would be enough to bring more people back into the game oh the lambda for sure. yes. favorites i mean right those are i mean just iconic ships here i'll give them this the, the, the one of the at least one of the two ships they brought back this year it is easily one of the more iconic ships that wasn't in standard or easily the most iconic ship that wasn't in standard was the tie bomber Yep. I think the Lambda was number two. I, I, was, I always was kind of hoping to do like a squad pack of like a Lambda and two bombers. But oh, that, cool. that would have been neat. It's like yeah. an escort to the Tantive Four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be kind of neat. There's like, but... oh, there's bombers in that escort in Rogue One. That's interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but a Lambda back would be great. Um, I, I also think if you bring the Lambda back, I think give it a Rebel Chewy pilot. Like throw in some weird stuff, do some mixed factions. I think that's. Rebel Obi Wan crew. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be into that. Wasn't there a yeah. 1.0 Obi-Wan crew? Am I mistaken? Maybe I I'm wrong. Know. I didn't play as much of that. Hmm. Maybe um, I'm making that up. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure either. I like where our heads are at with this though. I think I think I even, you know, we're I think these are honestly pretty reasonable and I just the I the just the idea of it gets me excited, you know? Like I I mean one can dream. But it would be great if they're if they're not going to if they're going to shelve production plans for a while. I'd do this instead. I would be super down. For Alternatively, if you're if you can't do production plans for now, but you want to do it later, which we're making up scenarios in our head now. But if that's a thing that that's going to happen, I, maybe release some printable cards. That's something you did with Armada. You know what I mean? Give it a little bit of something to chew on. For yeah, a while. just like just for like the community at least. I think that yeah. that kind of goes cool. a long yeah. way. Yeah, it goes a long way to building community and also showing your your customers and fans that you you know you still do appreciate their support and you want them mm -hmm. to keep you know that you haven't forgotten yeah about absolutely yeah. yeah yeah for sure so the last discussion i want to have before we call it a wrap on this year and our eighth episode yeah. is uh pim i made sure to make a point of our conversation at the end of our last stream when you joined me for commentary about the whole thing with the 16 player rule with uh qualifying for a world's invite for a store champ um, we've heard a lot of discussion uh, about this, a lot of takes, um, and a lot of people, frankly, upset and, and discouraged, depending on their situation with, with this being a factor these days. Um, so for those of you guys that maybe aren't aware, don't remember, or just need a reminder for me to mansplain to you really quick, uh, AMG, when, when the Store Champ kits first came out, kind of casually mentioned, hey, yeah, like in 16 plus players, you can award the world's invite. There wasn't any mention about validate, like verifying or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, validating the number. Of to be players. fair, the insert in the store kit, just to be perfectly clear, does say for 16 to 32 players. Yeah, like the, the instructions in the kit do like it is explicitly clear in that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But and that's context like, that matters yeah. in this yeah. in this grand discussion. As we, as we um, talk about it. Yeah, right. And I appreciate yes. you mentioning that. And so, uh, you know, it, it was mentioned, but it wasn't uh, it was something that I think people uh, with either prior experience with fantasy flight games or or whatever thought, hey, that's just kind of, you know, those are words on a paper like it's not going to be in. That was the word enforced. And it's not going to be enforced. I, I kind of want to throw Tommy Adams under the bus on this one, because I, I not that I dislike Tommy because I like Tommy a lot. Um but I remember early on, as the store kits were coming out, he posted in like the in the the former Fly Better Facebook group. Now I think it's just the X Wing Miniatures group or whatever. Um, upside down cat. Upside down um, cat. 
but he posted like a he, he emailed them asking about like hey our upcoming tournament only has 13 can we still run it whatever or 14 something like that and they're like okay sure um they made the exception and i think that's why everyone started to become more lax on the fifth on the 16 person rule i think it was there was one instance of yeah. him asking and getting an a, a an exception and i think people took that the wrong way of maybe instead of being like oh we should ask they were just kind of like yeah. oh we could just do it and they'll they'll be fine and then yeah. it wasn't fine <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they made the new number 13. And the idea of getting a world's invite is, you know, you're you're honored to play with the best players in X-Wing. That's at least the kind of the the intent or the weight behind it is like you you played well. Congratulations. Here's your ticket to worlds where you're going to play the hardest competition you've ever played in this game against the best players who also had to win to get to get there as well. Yeah. Um, And so. I go back and forth on this one as well. I'm curious. I mean, Pim, I'll, I'll honestly defer to you first sure. on how you feel about, you know, here's a scenario. Uh, there are, there are, you're, you're playing at a small game store in Ohio and you have nine people show up. Mm-hmm. Should that tournament award a world's invite based on the initial number and final number being nine people? So I, I think what it comes down to for me personally this is my own personal opinion no like i don't have any you know there's no statistics nothing like involved in this this is just personal opinion on this for me um but my thought process with these kits is you made x number of kits so you know you're giving out x number of invites you sold them to the stores at that point and i know this some people disagree with this because you do want some level i think you it, it makes sense if you're going to play for worlds you want some level of um barrier not barrier that's the wrong term some level of competition in order yeah. to justify being there right some level of like yeah. you had to compete it wasn't like you won one game here's your invite you know or, there's, there's there's arguments of fairness across the board too of like i went to a 32 person one should that person who won get like is it fair to them that someone won for an eight person one and ultimately for me personally my my opinion on it is just any number you set is arbitrary. If only nine people show up to the store, because that's all the community is, I, I think it's just, I think it's more damaging to the community to say, sorry, you don't deserve the invite, than to say, here's an invite, start, you know, sorry, your community wasn't as tough to get through, quote unquote, right? Which could be mistaken, right? Because the nine people there could be all great. It could be like the nine best players in the middle, in the uh, Midwest, or, you know, the whatever, like, I think for me, it's just one of those things of I've always been the more the merrier on this kind of stuff, like participation prizes. Like when I was, when I run events, it's always participation prizes, what I kind of front load. Um, it, cause for me, it's always like, I always think back to my first couple tournaments, right? My first tournament in person, I had a friend there. So I at least had someone to talk to that I could, you know, between rounds and stuff. And then my first large event, I didn't have a great time because it wasn't like, there's was a lot of mitigating factors to it. Um, but I just remember like, you know, at least I walked away with cool participation prizes. Um, and I think that's the one thing that like, it's really important to kind of remember is in order to grow a community, you need to have them excited about the game and excited to come play the game. And I think I like the idea of having a world's invite in the store champs. I know people have said it's not a good idea. It's not going to, you know, it's been a mess this year, which I think it has been, but I don't believe that's because it has an invite in the store champ level. I think the mess is been- yeah communication issues um yes i agree that wasn't necessarily clear at the start and then 
the way they kind of rolled it out later, it just, I think it rubs some people the wrong way. Um, yes. Uh, but the moral of the story for me is I, I think any number is arbitrary. Yeah, if you say there's no limit, people are going to game it, right? Someone's going to figure out how to buy one as a store and just be like, here's my invite. I want it. You know, oh, yeah, my four friends showed up to my 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 backyard and we played two games and I won. Or we played round robin and I won, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be people who game it, but it's the same feelings I have as, like, to welfare. Like, sure, someone's going to game it, but, like, isn't it better to help people across the board yeah. and say, like, whatever, if one person game, fine. If 10%, if 15%, if 20%, like, what's the percentage to where now you're saying, okay, now we need to put, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just yeah. better to... It's just I, for me, anyways. For as a, from a community standpoint, I think it just makes sense to say, "Here's the kit, run the kit, give the invite out. Don't worry about like hitting a threshold." Because I know there's like, because because you get to the point too nowadays where, and this happens, you know, this, I've seen this happen. Of like, if you don't have 16 people sign up to an event the week or two before, right? Let's say you've got uh, nine, you've got nine people signed up for your event. And you're trying to convince people to like drive the extra hour or some odd to get to you, you know, maybe two hours in your certain people's cases. I've driven like two and a half for tournaments. You drove and, five and for benchmark. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things though. If you're like, yeah, that's what we did. You're much more willing to go though. If you know, you're going to be able to compete for that invite it, as opposed I, to if you're like, yes, if it's that is a great point that we will complain about Andrew and I. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I I will I will say that one. I do think that this it came down to communication, like like you said, like uh, getting it out, that allowing that. Okay, it was just a suggestion before, and then in the middle of the tournament season, being like, oh, um, by the way, no, that's a hard limit. So people who already have won and thought they had their worlds invite now no longer do. That was, was a, the was biggest slap to me. Big like, yeah. shock like, and, and the worst way to handle it, I felt. Yeah. Um, I, I think at that point, you, you needed to just be like, yeah. we're going to accept those, but no more. Yeah. Because I think that's uh, the biggest one where you're like that. You're really burning the community in certain cases. Yes. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, man, what a what an awful feeling for, you know, for anyone like that, that all of a sudden realized that it wasn't valid. And Andrew um, Block is one of those people. Andrew Block had a invite from an Doug eight person. Doug was too. Doug Howell. Told, like, yeah. no, mm-hmm. you don't actually. <laughs> Well, he's certainly um, set now. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got it now for sure. But um, but either than yeah, too. Like I think like they should you, you print enough that you expect you know that you'll be able to handle uh, everyone showing up to the the world tournament and it should yeah. just be good out of the box. So that way, there's just no confusion. It's easy and like yep. sure. Sometimes a store is going to have four people and or or maybe two people show up and um, one of them is going to get an invite. But yeah. they also still then have to compete in worlds, and you know if they're one of the greatest people in the world, players in the world, then they deserve to be there too, even yeah. if they they won it in a two person store championship. Um, and then third, the the sixteen players right now is creating this weird waiting game that has frustrated me the most personally. Is where you'll talk to six people and they'll say, "I'll sign up when there's sixteen people," and yeah. you go. Okay, if you all signed up, there would be like eighteen to twenty people. So everyone is sitting around their computers yeah. waiting to for the for the sixteenth person yeah. to sign on. And if they all had just done it, it would happen. Yep. It's I, a will, I will call, prophecy. I will call this people out. I'm looking right into the camera. You should be ashamed of yourself. Seriously, I have you signed really up for friends events. I have signed up for friends events like months in advance to be yeah. like, here's someone going. Like there's gonna be sixteen just to drop. You know before. Before they run an event, as soon as they get to like 16, they just remove me from it because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, before, you know, we've advertised enough, right? It's just advertising. We, like you got right. to pretend you're going so yeah. people sign up. 
the self-fulfilling prophecy of like yeah, it's, just, it's a negative feedback loop. It's a negative feedback loop. It's what it is. It's like okay, I'll sign up when there's enough people. We're not close enough. Yeah. We're not signing up. We're not close yeah. enough. With Dragonfall, that happened. That. We we had this huge event that Andrew and I took all our gear to, and it was a great and very fun event. We had Super a great fun. time. But yeah. how weird was it that we had all this space and we had the people willing to to come and play to get enough people for Worlds Invite, and instead yeah. it was this shell of what it should have been, and it's surrounded by this massive convention of gamers yeah. and it was for charity as well and one of the cheaper yeah. conventions that you can get in a play at too and it was two days yeah it was a wonderful wonderful space yeah it was yeah, it was, yeah that, was... that was frustrating because it's like what a missed opportunity like we're here oh, yeah everybody's having fun still which was I mean, ultimately you know the people that made it they deserve to have the best time yeah, are yeah, there any less valid than people who like went to a 16 person one yeah. right like yeah but then is it less valid know, for them right and I would say, you know, for, for areas that do have the smaller community and, and this also could be because there could be like a rural store or just they have a smaller population size in That's general, yeah. that they should have just as much of a chance to compete at Worlds and be represented at Worlds yeah. than, you know, anyone else. Yeah, I Absolutely. do want to throw in that we covered this ep several episodes ago, the the whole wrench in this thing that maybe uh, my conspiracy is what caused AMG to do this is that AMG threw Asmodee under the bus and claimed that too many kits were sent out. I don't know what that means. It just addresses, it doesn't argue with your point, Pim, but I just want, it kind of adds a bit of a footnote to it. I feel yeah. like where it's like, it, what, it, what, how does this circle revolve? Like evolve? My, how does it revolve? My, I, yeah, my I have gut. a theory on this too. You go for it, Koopa. Go for oh, I, I was. The same idea. Yeah, I think I, I think we might too. That they they overprinted just the amount of, of store kits and invites, expecting people to not be able to like come to World, so that they would still have a full tournament there. So you know they I always have more. That, like, I was actually thinking it was the event. I was thinking that maybe Adepticon just said no, you don't have the table space this year. They just said like Possibly, oh, we're yeah. only giving you like we're only giving you this much. We gave you like we gave you you know I'm gonna say three oh. last year. Maybe this uh, year, like we're only giving you 150. Yeah, I mean that too. Or or um, AMG also like I from for my work I do a lot with event planning. Mm -hmm. um, is that uh, Adepticon is also like okay, this is how much um, a table space costs. Yeah, and they take the budget to uh, to Asmodee, and they're just like, no, where this is what our events yeah. budget's going to be for the year. Like you don't have, we don't, we we're not going to be able to afford that. You have to cut something. I know AMG is also, um, they, they, and this is getting maybe too conspiracy theory, but they did just announce recently that they're doing a more structured um, uh, crisis protocol uh, event style, right? A more structured tournament style and full like worlds-esque thing for that. So then conspiracy theory is they need more tables for that now. Because last year, like crisis protocol was like, what, like a dozen tables there? It wasn't and many yeah um they also i mean a they added a whole new game to their line with yeah uh so we'll, we'll probably have the first shatterpoint worlds this year as well so that's yeah. probably going to eat into their allotment yeah 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 and that could just be it it's just they need more space and then it's like oh we printed more because we thought we had the space and then we didn't and then now we're scrambling yeah. I, I do wonder what they expect like what their projection is in terms of percentage of players who have an invite who will go right yeah I think it was a bad idea to even mention that they gave out too many kits. I I, I think that that's yeah. I, I hadn't heard that. Said anything. Surprising. 
I missed that. Uh, I, if that was in the article or stream, I just maybe missed it. But it's strange considering you know we're just starving for an update on a card pack or something, and they're more than willing to create a PR hysteria around something that might not even be. A well, yeah, and, and this goes back to the communication too, because I don't think they did yeah. a really oh, good yeah. job of explaining themselves as to like why, like I, if they had a, a good enough reason that I think they could come out and say, hey, this is why it has to be, you know, sixteen. Sorry. And that's where they've struggled the most since since getting X Wing, right? It's just communication. Mm -hmm. At least in terms of what what we think. I mean, there's, you know, you can disagree with 2.5 and dislike the changes, whatever, uh, from a game design point. But I think it's not a stretch to say that they were communicated poorly. And I, I think, I think people within the company would probably agree with that sentiment of like, hey, the communication from the get go has not been great on us. So. Mm-hmm. I you mean, know, our interview with Atomic things. Mass Games, um, you know, I forgot to even mention that earlier when we were reflecting. We got to interview AMG, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, they yeah, owned up to I mean, they they didn't specifically point out one thing, but they did mention that they have made mistakes and are going to make mistakes and that, you know, yeah, I mean, they're they people. We're not, I'm not expecting them to be perfect. Yeah, right. No. And, and everyone understands, that, you know, yeah. they're, they're a small team. They're, they're taking over some people think they're conniving and scheming you know, oh every I, waking moment of the day which is hilarious yeah. to me i don't think i i mean on it yeah don't don't attribute to malice to yeah. what you can attribute to just being overworked with too many projects yeah overworked yeah. for sure malice yeah. is just even like not not uh, lack of experience right like I'm, I'm, you know, most of these people are game devs that are now talking publicly about the game and everything. They probably don't really have communications experience. Yeah. You know, yeah, training like that, like stuff yeah. they say on stream is more off the Ideally, cuff. Ideally, they have they someone mean, else handle that. Yeah. Usually that's how that works. When you're a small studio, you know, they, and, and it's that thing where like, they're a lot more personal and approachable of a studio, which I think is, because I know more AMG developers than I ever did. Not like personally, but I like know their names, right? I know more names of AMG developers than I did FFG developers. Um, you know, because I think they're they're more present and more, f- at least on streams and such, right? Like FFG had people at events and things, but um, I, I think that just goes to like, that's the double-edged sword of having a studio like that. Of It's great in some regards because your players know you and, you know, or know of you and they can go out to you in events. Maybe they're not as afraid or, you know, they're more sociable. It's more fun interaction, but the negative side is then, sometimes people say something they shouldn't have said on stream and it creates a minor controversy and then you got to deal with that. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately when you are starred for content, everything you do is, is under a microscope. Um, and that, that's the biggest thing that stuff. I think I'm, that I've been disappointed with so far this year is that the content we've gotten has been minimal, unfortunately, but they, you know, they teased more content than we've seen at, Adopticon last year and it's one of those things of like even even one even like one of their openings you know one stream just saying like here's an update on the x-wing stuff it could be 10 minutes long or it could be five Honestly, minutes just long. a just like, an update yeah battle vendor is still coming we know we showed you some stuff it's still coming soon or like we talked about the alpha class being reprinted that's also coming soon you know mm-hmm. we're soon is not it's not that soon we're probably still talking 2024 Right. But just some kind yeah. of like, you know, some kind of acknowledgement that it's not canceled would be nice. Yeah, just um, I, mean, I honestly, that's it. Just just acknowledgement to say, hey, yeah, you know, this we got some stuff coming up. I mean, this is this is the first year I was talking to a friend about this, too. And both of us are still love the game. But it's the first year in a long time where neither one of us has bought new X-Wing stuff because there hasn't been stuff for us to buy. You know, I'm not 
I have a 2400. I wasn't rushing out to get another one. I don't collect yeah. Imperials, so I wasn't going to get the bomber pack. And the starter packs were both, I had those shifts. You know, I, I don't necessarily need another X Wing and two A Wings and a Y Wing. So, and, and he's, you know, he's a scum main, so he's kind of like the same thing. Like, I, I didn't need to buy any of this. 2400 maybe when it goes on sale, but he's like, the, you know, the two cards included weren't lighting things on fire. So I, he didn't feel like, well, you know, I'll save my money yeah. for something else. But, it's not it's not a lack of want right like i do want to spend money on the game i do want you know i still want to play the game i want new content i want to keep trying things and you know experimenting seeing the meta change have fun with it like i said there's plenty of ships i can ramble on that are serious and not complete joke suggestions of things i want but yeah um pilots and ships and you know stuff you could do and it's just one of those things of even something because you know when you guys did a great interview talking about they talked about their um, development cycle a little bit and they did say it's you know it's 18 to 24 months right it's a long development cycle um, which is understandable but even just a reminder of you know we know we haven't talked about it in a while but this is still coming we're working on stuff would just go a long way right now for the community. yeah absolutely and i think that yeah. we can all agree to wrap this up that we can all agree that all of that the three of us want for a, for AMG clause to give us is something is it is an update yeah just to, anything to. and again it, it, it can be as substantial as we hear your concerns we're still working on the game or you know if you really wanted to be great maybe a small points patch like hey Hans losing a couple loadout or something like that you know Rax losing the death troopers are going up a couple points or something right that kind of stuff or, yeah probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we're, would be. We're getting rid of four point T seventies because that's probably a bad idea, in hindsight. But anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I, know. I love yeah. the game. Force I Manny to play something game. else. Oh my gosh, that would be wild. I don't know I, what he, he might. I don't know what he'd do. Four T seventies is kind of fun. Five. Yeah. yeah. Five T seventies is great. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, he plays five as well. So I yeah. know you've been dabbling with that as well. Yeah, um, that's been that's been my. Yeah. So I don't. I want to be mindful of our, our time, guys. I think yeah, that yeah. was a, a good a good stopping point in terms of all coming together there and, and addressing that we would just love to hear some news. So let's fingers crossed and let's hope that under yeah. the tree or the uh, the menorah or or whatever you celebrate or honor this holiday season that we get something like that. Yeah. Give me something to buy next year. I'll buy it. I swear. Just give me something good. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, LVO is coming up January 18th to the 21st. Just a reminder in terms of the the uh, outstanding events before the uh, the official tournament season ends, and we look yeah. to Worlds. That is the last Worlds Open qualifier that Andrew and I will be at. That Kuba and I will we'll be, be there. So I think it's the last time. Worlds Open qualifier. It is, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm uh, bummed STO didn't get the nod. I know they um they they tried. It was just they were like it's too late to verify whatever. But you know. Uh, and then, of course, there will be a bunch of last-minute store champs. Even if you can't make worlds, or you, you know, you uh, already have an invite, I would still go if you can. It still try try a different list. You'll still have fun, and it's important that you go, especially at the stores that are always teetering around a dozen to sixteen yeah. plus. Go help your friends. More. Help your friends. Help, yeah, help out. Be there if you yeah. can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for your time. This was a great episode eight to wrap up the year. Pim, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, gladly. I'll, whatever you guys want. 
Thanks to everybody for listening to this episode, both popping in live, our subscribers on Twitch here today while we recorded this, and to uh, the listeners at home. When you do listen to this when it comes out, thank you for being a listener. Uh, I also just lastly want to thank Strata Strike on Etsy for partnering with us. It is the holiday season, and now is the time to snag some gaming components. You can go to their uh, Etsy page, and you can buy so many different gaming components, including components for X-Wing, like amazing wood template trays, precision cut, objective tokens, and more. You can use discount code 312SQUADRON. That's a capital S and all lowercase in the rest of Squadron. All one word for 15% off your purchase. And it doesn't even have to be X-Wing. Anything on their Etsy store, you will get Strata Strike is uh, great people. Great people, Strata yes. Strike. Yeah, yeah. Mark cool Ewell, guy. shout out to Mark. He's a really, really great guy. Strata Strike, where precision meets gaming. I love that tagline as well. Uh, also, just shameless plugs, be sure to follow us on Twitch where you can catch us live, including our in-person X-Wing events. We have Spellbound coming up on the 10th that you will have seen that at this point when this comes out. Uh, you'll catch replayed and edited content on YouTube. You can like us on Facebook and you can jump into the convo directly in our Discord links all in the description of the podcast episode. Thank you all for a tremendous year. Very proud of the progress we've made and what we've been able to do. Look forward to doing even more in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy holidays. And my name is Nick, signing out here. You guys, go ahead. Yep, I'm Andrew, and have a happy holidays and a wonderful New Year. Hey, I'm also Andrew, and uh, have a great holiday. Uh, if you're still looking for gifts, like Nick said, go to Stratastrike. Great people. Go to Etsy. Buy from Etsy. Buy from creators. Yes. Um, and thanks for having me on the, uh, what am I on? This is uh, Gypsy Gambit Squad. <laughs> Utah Solid Squad? Uh, no, 312. 312, 312. yeah, yeah. Uh, 312. Thanks for having me on the 312 podcast. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, what a way to end it. Cringing inside. Happy holidays, guys. Mm-hmm.